This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery. So... The only thing left to say is, you win? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via our participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and time supply, see mcdonalds.com. We're all very disjointed and everything else like that, but we love it. And obviously people love it because the number of people listening seems to go up by the episode. So thank you for that. We're not in a really great mood tonight because at Deepdale up north, it finished Preston North End 2, City nil. This is a Preston team that had lost four out of their last five games. They'd had no clean sheets at home prior to today, but you guessed it. Good old City. Anybody on a run they'd rather get rid of. We're pretty good at getting rid of it. Um, as you can tell, I'm not sounding very happy today. Uh, take the West Ham game out of it. You know, that's one point uh, from the last three league games. No goals scored. Not great. Liam Manning's 15 points from 12 games in charge. 1.25 points a game, as Tomo told me. That works out less than what Nigel was getting. And he was gotten rid of because he wasn't making the most out of so-called top six side. There we go. Joining me, Mark and uh, Ian. Uh, as we do, uh, both of you, you first, uh, Ian. Um, thoughts at five minutes to five on the final whistle? Incredibly disappointed. Um, the, the only reason I'll criticise Liam Manning less than I did Nigel Pearson in the end was because he hasn't had two and a half years and he hasn't had any um and he hasn't had any windows. So these players are very much Nigel Pearson's players. Um he wants to play in a completely different uh in a different way, possession dominated, but you have to go somewhere with it. At the moment we haven't got the players to play it. And so what he needs to do is adapt. Um I've been suggesting for months and getting on everybody's nerves, I'm sure that we go 4-1-3-2. We've got the players to do it. Now, what when I say adapt, I mean adapt with the players that he has, not with some imaginary players uh, that are going to come in, in, unless they do come in. Uh, we know that the players we're looking, uh, we're looking for, we're looking for a, a, a Brian Tinian type midfield player who's creative and attacking. We're looking for a striker who can hold the ball up. Now, if we want to go on playing one up top, those are two that we absolutely desperately need. Um, 
So, but until we've got those, please, Leon, try something else because I don't right. think we've scored in four league games. So we need to do something else. Three. And three. All four right. games, three um, league games. Right. Okay. Well, we got a goal at bit West Ham, didn't we? So yeah. um, uh, I'm, I'm of the opinion that I won't criticise him as much. What I will criticise him heavily for today is his lack of a reaction to their substitutions. Brian Lowe tried to win that game. Liam Manning went for steady as she goes, and it was anything but because their subs were 100% right. effective and they beat up our back four. And we didn't have the players in the team to get the ball back either. So it's not just people look at lack of goals and immediately blame the strikers. It's not that. It, it's lack of creativity, lack of chances, lack of service, some really bad decision making from people like Mametti. Taylor Gordon-Hickman today, all he's got to do is pass the ball three yards. Tommy's in on goal. What's he do? Running himself in and put a crap shot in that my missus could have saved. There so. It's not just the people up front. I thought our wide players were ineffective in the main, particularly in the second half. And if, if they're not adding anything, leave them out and play the different formation I suggested. I've been doing it for months. Sorry, right. but that's how I feel. Okay, good. That's uh, uh, all, all those words are a euphemism for shit, basically. Then, uh, Mark, um, what did you think? I mean, you, you gave me a statistic before we went... Uh, live which is quite telling isn't it yes but uh, what were your thoughts on the final whistle yeah the statistic let's get that out of the way is city lie in 18th place for goal scores with 30 and for goal conceded we're six with uh, 30 conceded that means we conceded less goals than ipswich and southampton that lie in second and third the other four of the top six have conceded less than us but that is that is it so our problem is scoring goals uh, it's also decision-making in the final third. We didn't play of any intensity today uh, like we did against West West Ham when we were obviously we were on a sea of emotion and carried by 62,000 or 9,000 Bristolians last, last week. But if you don't score when you're on top in any division, you invite pressure. Uh, that and the fact that we faded very badly in the second half meant that we, we 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 just got we got done by by a big striker uh and another two uh, so it was keen frocker jansen and reese that made all the difference i don't think our subs would have made any difference because yeah. if we're playing in the same style we just didn't have the players we didn't have the quality to make any difference that was the problem today and that's something we got to address we got to get a, somebody in who can score a goal somebody who can play with back to goal the ball can stick to if you saw the simple things that Keane did when he came on we don't seem to have a player that can do that uh you know and somebody who can do you know who can open up defenses in, in you know in that pocket everything seems I mean Jason Knight is our only player who can who seems to make things happen I wouldn't say he's a creative midfield player but he is somebody who can play he, between he, he the, the midfield and the front and the front and the chances fall to him but you want a striker on the end of those ideally but but that's it there therein lies the problem so if City can address their, mm. their goal scoring problem that might make a difference yeah. But we need to get we need to make some some we need to make some moves in the market. Otherwise, we're just going to bump along in mid table, 
Yeah. Uh, or we could we could go backwards, but we're not going to get relegated. But if you want to see a change, recruitments are needed urgently. As simple as okay. that. Ian, you had your hand up there. What were you going to add to what Mark said? Well, if you look at two of George, uh, two of um, Jason Knight's attempts today, they went in Rosette. Everything about his body position in shooting was wrong. First half and second half, 20 foot over the bar, leaning back, non-kicking foot, no anywhere near the ball. Awful. It, the weight of his passing and the time of his passing is re was wretched. So I'm, I'm not, there, there's people down there, they get picked on. George Tanner's one, and I'm having a, a chat with people on the um, text feed. He's a, he's a duty scapegoat, George, because second half, I thought Viner and Dickey were quite poor. But once again, is that the manager not sending on? If you want to play three at the back, we have McCrory on the back, on the bench. Get him on. And, and he can do 30 minutes as a right as a right centre back. Move Viner and move Viner and Dickey along one. Then you got three against three. Then you got your full backs. So it, it's a lack of thought and a lack of reaction. I don't I, I don't mind. Look, I've been a City fan for over 50 years. I'm quite used to losing and losing heavily. But we can't make excuses um, for for players. Um, we can't make excuses for players' lack of technical skills because players should be able to pass and shoot. One of our players missed, I can't remember who it was, misplaced a pass when he was three yards away from Joe Williams in, yeah. in, towards the end of the second. No, I mean, yeah, there was a couple and of that's dead just ball, was a couple of, Yeah, there was a couple of dead ball situations as well towards the end. And yeah, what was the point of making two substitutions with two minutes to go as well? You know, the substitutions. Yeah, that well, was very appearance stupid. money. I don't, I don't, I don't get it. It's a complete waste of time. Um, and they weren't going to do anything anyway, really. I think unless it's just to ratchet up their appearances, absolutely nothing. It makes no sense. No. No, I mean, looking at the lineup, it's sort of the team sort of picks itself. Andy Vyman not in the match day squad today. We can talk more about him and other transfers uh, later on. Eight on the bench, but good to see Ross McCrory coming back. I thought he looked a little bit leggy for the time that he was on. He's obviously a unit, as others have said on there. Hayden Roberts back in the squad as well. But if you looked at that squad, McCrory, or that, that bench, McCrory, James, Cornick, King, Wells, Roberts uh, on there, and Knight LaBelle. Um, only Knight LaBelle is probably the baby on there, but it was a strong benchmark, wasn't it? Yeah, I mean, um, it's brilliant to see Ross McCrory back after all the, of his health problems um, this season. Little cameo on Twitter on uh, for the under-23s. He looked really positive. And Hayden Roberts as well after his ankle problems. So, yeah, strong bench. We can only count up to eight still, but there you go. But I, I, I'm too worried about nine subs. But, yeah, it looked fairly strong in principle. But there you go. <laughs> in practice, uh, obviously not. But, yeah, I mean, I think the, the side picks itself. I mean, Sykes would probably come back in on the right side, on uh, on, on the right of the 4-2-3-1 uh, if he was fit. I think that would probably be the only change you could make. Mm -hmm. Ian, you said to me before we started uh, recording, there's passengers out there. I mean, for my part, Bell and Mometti were just, you know, poor old Tommy's up there by himself, but he doesn't get much help from either of those. Um, are there any other passengers there that you'd like to to highlight at all as you as you saw it? Or is it just those two? You know, because you look at the midfield, we've got a... a um, 
a Williams playing, a Joe Williams playing for a contract, well, he's playing at a level that we haven't seen consistently because he's been injured so much, although the last 12 months he's come back in. We've got Taylor Gardner-Hickman, a player that it looks like if the Mimetti, if the uh, Vyman deal goes through, then the TGH is going to be consolidated. And our so-called best player, Jason Knight, what, what, where's the... Where's the passengers and where's the disconnect in terms of the shape of the side? I think the disconnect is is in the wide areas. I mean, when Sykes fit, Sykes is fit, Bell doesn't start or Mometi doesn't start. But if we were to get, I mean, I, I'd, I'd be thinking for the league games, or certainly trying it, playing Roberts in, in, in front of Pring. Because if you want someone who can get up and down that line and can cross the ball with their left foot, um, then he's going to do it more than Mimetti. Mimetti doesn't do enough. I thought he was okay in the first half. He, he did get get forward to reasonable effect. And let's be honest, in the first half, we could um, we could have gone in 2-0 up had we had the capability to finish uh, or see a pass. And we didn't. So once you do that and you haven't taken advantage, it gives, I think Ryan Lowe really had to make those changes because the fans want him out. There was going to be all kinds of protests up there today. So I think he thought half time is that word you used earlier on or bust. Uh, because it, it's um <laughs> when you're in a situation like that, you might as well go for it. I mean, the Americans call it a Hail Mary, don't they? But you might as well throw a Hail Mary and and, and go for it. And and that's exactly what, what he did, because that could have gone horribly wrong, but it didn't, because we we didn't react and we didn't counter well, it. And we, and and, and I heard Manning's interview after the game and he talks mm -hmm. about the players reacting, right? Well, no, I'm mm -hmm. sorry. As soon as they come out, he should be bellowing instructions to those players to react to what's happened. I mean, he hasn't got a camera in the dressing room to preempt it until they get out there. But I bet he didn't, you know, he's got to wise up. This isn't League One. This is probably the fifth most challenging division in European football, right? And you will get found out. I heard a couple of callers on Radio Bristol saying, uh, you know, we're being, he's being found out tactically, even though that is what his forte is, is his tactical and analysis. I think even Gary Hours called him out on that. In fact, it was Gary who said he should have reacted. He can't point a finger at the players not reacting when they come out with a different lineup, the opposition, can he? You first, uh, Mark, and then back to you, Ian. Mark? I think the, the difference in the second half was that, and you compare that with the West Ham game, you've got Bristol City are quite lightweight, apart from the centre of the mid, you know, centre of the pitch, you know, with Joe, with Joe Williams uh, and, our, and our defenders. So when we get the ball into wide areas, you need to pass the ball quickly. If you leave the ball, if you leave the players isolated, like Bell and Mimetti were, especially in the second half, they've got nowhere to go. There's no pass on. They're not looking to go down the line. You waste you waste the pass. You come inside, the ball gets played across, 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 and nothing happens. It's all in, it's all safe and in front of the Preston defence. So that's the problem. You, you there was no. I mean, if you looked at the difference between that and the Watford game, Conway, Mimetti. Uh, and Pring combining well, you know, quick one-touch passing, and there, you know, there's always there was always a pass on, there was always an overload. It just didn't happen today. That's where the bravery, that's where the players' responsibility comes in. As for tactical changes, 
I think, you know, where Preston probably went with a 3-4-3 in the second half, they could have brought James on to try and be more bullish in the centre of the midfield and another central midfielder to try and turn the ball over. But let's look at it. And we've said this time and time again, when teams let City have the ball, when we dominate possession, we, we look quite poor okay. because we can open teams up. No, Birmingham did that. Uh, uh, and Preston did that again today. Then they made that tactical switch. And both goals are, are, are from defensive howlers as much as uh, right. the way Preston played. Yes, Preston's uh, substitutions made a huge difference, but both goals were from right, really we'll poor defensive play. So, yeah, the tactical, just the tactical switch was, that I think, in midfield where we could, he, could have, he could have made a change there. But Apart from that, I don't think that you know there was a, there's not much more quality on the bench really, David. That's the problem. We just yeah. don't have the quality in depth. That's not yeah. there. I mean, who 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 should react when the teams come out and there's been a, a a major structure change in the way the opposition have lined up? I mean, it's for the it's for the coach Ian, isn't it, to say you know quickly call your captain over and say right, they've changed this. We need to do this. We need to do that, and react pretty damn quick. Yeah. I, I, I agree 100% because when they said on Radio Bristol, you know, did, Liam Manning didn't see that coming. Gary Harris said what he should have done. He had three big blokes in white shirts stood right in front of him. And that's partially flippant, but it's absolutely true at the same time. Mm. Um, but people, you know, you there's people criticising Manning and then, you know, harking back to Pearson. We were playing for two and a half years like that under Pearson. So, you know, let's not, yeah, he, he's, he's, he's come in, he hasn't had a transfer window at all to bring in better players, the ones he needs. Nigel Pearson signed or re-signed every single one of those players out there. I'm, I'm counting the ones that got new contracts as well. So the likes of Max O'Leary, Zach Viner, Cameron Pring, all Nigel Pearson signings. And when people say, well, no, wait a minute, they came through the academy. Yeah, but had he not wanted them to stay, they'd have been gone. And he, mm. he, he wanted them, so they got better contracts. So they're his guys. Now, nobody out there is a Liam Manning player. And he, but, you know, he, he can't come out and say it for obvious reasons. But if he's thinking, Christ, yeah, I mean, Matty James is ideal if you're hanging on to a one or two nil lead and you want to slow things down. Keep hold of the ball in the middle of the field. Nice short passes, no pressure, no threat, no worry. He ain't a playmaker, and he wouldn't tell you he is. So, um, there, right, you... there's two. But there's once again, you know, what we're starting to hear now uh, is there's too many conspiracy theories of what or whatever. You know, I mean, Kieran, on long here. Thanks for listening, Kieran. But to say there's been no activity in the transfer market. It's just totally incorrect. We had a deal done for Finazaz, two and a half million quid, wages agreed, all the rest of it. He said, well, I want to go to Borough. Oh, right. Hang on. You're right there. He wanted to play under Michael Carrick, right? That was another part of the attraction, playing under Carrick. Well, I was told I was told he had two mates, two mates there last year on loan, and they said they loved it. And that's one okay. of the reasons he went. All right. But, I mean, so, is, is, is Liam... The sort of manager that a player looking to learn and improve his game, right? Is Liam a player that will, you know, will players see what John Lansdowne saw in Liam that he's one of our 
most bright and up-and-coming managers are tactical whiz and analysts and God knows what else. Well, yeah. Yeah, they, they, it's, for every manager, it's all about results. And I didn't see people queuing up that were good players queuing up to come here under Nigel Pearson. No. And well, if you look at some it, of the... Jason Knight, Jason Knight came, Rob Dickey came. Yeah. Yeah. The players, players like Nathan Baker, until he got injured, he resigned for him. You know, so, I mean, look, you're, you're right, Ian. We were bored under Pearson, but we haven't got yeah. any better. And we've had a quarter of a season now of Liam well, Manning. Hang on. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're you, you saying we haven't got any better. We weren't saying that after we beat Hull, Watford and Sunderland, three on the spin. It picks no, up nine you're points. Right, you're right. So let's just, let's, just, yeah. let's, let's just all calm down and start yeah. being a little bit measured about what we're achieving. We had good times and bad times, not many good, it got to be said, under Pearson for two and a half years. And during that period, he could have been fired and the fans wanted him out on Boxing Day against WBA, right? They were screaming for his head when he threw Atkinson under the bus, right? So let's not have any of this, oh, you know, I loved him. He was wonderful. Uh, he did no. a brilliant Ian, job. And you're right. Because you're he right. didn't. Now, no. The job of the right. manager, just to be clear, the manager of first team coach, their job is to get results. For the first team, I'm not worried about anything else. Get jobs, win games. It's about results and performances. Simple as that. Don't let anything else distract or cloud the issue. That's yeah. what their job is. And John Lansdowne and Gavin Marshall were 100% clear about that. You can't knock them for saying that. Now, they decided to make a change. A lot of clubs have, and they're going for the Manning-style manager. And Manning's the, the fourth youngest manager in the championship right now Ipswich did it they brought in McKenna didn't work right away he had his first season following season they got promoted right and now look at them they're tearing up trees so it, you know you either have a bit of patience and say it's going to work but he's going to need windows he needs to bring in the right type of players and if we're not prepared to do that it doesn't you might as well make you manager Dave because yeah, we can all we can all the team you're right, Ian. Look, you're absolutely right. We do, you know, I'm guilty of it. I know Fev says I'm guilty of it, and people say on the forum we ebb and flow, we're up and down. Or I, I'm. Up I'll tell you down. why it is, David. It's because we've what? got a big, we've got a big city mentality that's not backed up historically by anything apart from pre-First World War and four seasons uh, between 1976 and 1980. We just yeah. can't back it up. So that's the problem. We think a lot of ourselves because we got a nice, we got a nice ground. Uh, we got, you know, one of the richest, uh, richest men in the country is our owner. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter a hoop because it's results on the pitch. I like the type of football that Liam Manning's trying to play, but it's having the players to utilise that. At the moment, it requires players to pass the ball quickly and be brave on the ball make things happen and we're just not doing that but we're not a bad side i don't think we're far away from being a good side the mm. defensive statistics back that up yeah but we can't score goals um, right. but it's this stupid thing with with the fan base reflected by the forums you know we got we, we sacked a manager uh in you know in the middle of the season and people said well we sat to manager where we we're in a good position but we weren't doing anything for four years the club right. made a bold move and that's maybe created a division but our problems stem from from navel gazing having this 
big opinion of ourselves that's not backed up by results until yeah. we sort that out and have something to, to actually some results to actually uh uh you know back back up this uh our nice grounds and and uh and uh big mentality it won't make a difference but we need some patience but we the the, the board now have got to bring in some recruits that make a difference so we'll just yeah. have to wait and see all right well as simple again as that. we'll talk about the window in a minute let's get into the action a little bit uh because again don't want to talk too much about it i mean we started well uh i think it was uh, williams uh, Put TGH through one on one. Tommy was well, he, screaming. He took the ball off McCann brilliantly. Yeah, McCann's McCann's when they're free and behind the one. So he he, he basically lot. It was like it was like a kamikaze pilot smacked straight into him and stole the ball brilliantly. Oh, yeah. And he's played the ball through to Taylor Garda Hitman between the centre backs. And if he just plays the ball sideways to Tommy, gives the goalkeeper something to think about. One nil game. Just, game it, one. It, he could play the ball. He could hit the ball. I did the ball near post into the corner. He decides to hit it across, and he's pushed yeah. it away. Poor old Tommy's probably crying, thinking, "Just pass the ball to me, and it's one nil." Yeah. Yeah. We, we had a sort of half chance. Pring did well. One of his few sorties down the left on ten minutes, put a cross in. Uh, Jason Knight just couldn't get a ball out from under his feet. But uh, people have been saying about uh, Zach Viner. You said earlier in the uh, pod. Uh, Ian, uh, he didn't look on his game today. And on the 19th uh, minute, Ozamek, um, if he'd have got a better touch, Viner, well, Viner wasn't uh, at his best there, was he? The lad almost got away, were it not for a poor touch on the ball? Well, it, yeah, but if you look, I think it was Joe Williams who played a fantastic through ball for the Preston striker between Viner and Dickey. In fact, yeah. he, I think he lobbed it over their head, didn't he? Mm. So, you know, don't, don't just blame the defender when it goes over his head and the strikers away between them it's not his fault it, it no. you know what why the hell i think it was joe williams come back all i said if it wasn't i think it, he it, did that on the he did that on the eighth minute uh he played the ball to to ultimate and i think uh then it was played wide and i think whiteman came in but his shot was blocked for a corner and then the i think the ball was played through behind uh uh on behind viner uh, for that chance. Yeah. So it's two separate instances. Yeah. I think, yeah. We had another good chance on 25 minutes from uh, a corner that Sam Bell had done well, taken by Knight. and and uh, Sorry, taken by TGH. And uh, Ian, that, that was a good save by, uh, was it Woodman, the goalkeeper? Good good flick by uh, uh, Jason Knight, the near post. I mean, th those were th that and the earlier one. Tune it up and they're done. And the manager's Ryan Lowe is being sacked in the morning, isn't he? Yeah. And that, that's exactly right. And and it, as you alluded to earlier on, we've been for the last 40, 50 years I've been watching, we've been the team to play when things are going pear shaped. Don't worry, lads, Bristol City are turning up. We'll get a result and on we go. We'll have an unbeaten run. And yeah. we saw it 40 odd years ago on match of the day with Kenneth Wallstone uh commentating no, uh, against Crystal Palace. I don't think Palace. I don't yeah. think They'd won in twenty odd games, and they um, beat, came down to Ashton Gate, beat us one nil. So it's not that's nothing new, but I, unfortunately, it was after the Lord Mayor show today, wasn't it? Absolutely. Anyway, let's get into uh, let Max did a good save on thirty seven minutes when uh, 
cross some Holmes. He was a good little player. He used to play for uh, Derby, I think. Or was it Huddersfield? Is it Dwayne Holmes, an American? And Sam missed kick, but um, Miller got the ball. Max saved with his feet. But start of the second half, we've talked about them totally changing uh, the shape of uh, the team. Uh, and we didn't react to it. I've written down here on my notes. We made a slow start. 56 minutes, burst through from uh, midfield by uh, night. I mean, that was a nasty little... Well, it was a professional foul, wasn't it, uh, Mark? I mean, he literally tripped him up. It was the sort of thing you'd see on a school pitch, wasn't it? Yeah, just be just near the penalty area, uh, night in full flight, running towards goal, and yeah, t- uh, he took him. He took him out. Uh, Will King, horrible foul, taking one for the team. It's one, you know, if you're a supporter of sin bins like me, that'd be ten minutes in the sin bin straight away. You know, yeah. it's ridiculous taking yeah. one for the team. Yeah. It's just not punishable. Yellow cards don't cut it for me because uh, it's this one. Oh, we, it's a professional foul. What's professional about that? It's just bloody annoying. But you've got yeah. to make the most of it and the free uh, and the free kick. Uh, you know, uh, I think from Mimetti had the pace really, but Woodman got across and fielded it quite easily. It's near post. Yeah, yeah. I thought a couple of people have said on the text feed Mimetti. Uh, other than uh, early doors closing uh, somebody down with a high press and forcing uh, getting a player to concede a corner, I thought he was poor today. Very, very, uh, very, very lightweight. Well, he, and, he, uh, he he played well in the first half. He linked up well with Pring, and I think he got there was a couple of instances he got the ball over. But it's the, the difference was it's that next pass. Somebody has got to take the next pass yeah. when you when you open up the flanks like we do. And yeah. he did he did quite well in the first half. The second half, completely pinned to the byline. No there's nobody support well, there's no. nobody supporting him. He faded out, but there was nobody helping him at all. That's the difference. I, I sometimes feel, Mark, that players appear reluctant to want to pass in the ball because they seem to Think his lack of physicality, he's just going to get knocked off it if there's a player. Well, he, we never, he, see, him, he, we never he, see him running onto the ball into space. He, he, I mean, yeah, it has to do I mean, with passing, Dave. Yeah, he didn't pass it to yeah. Taylor Gardner, hit Danny him Harris, a couple Danny of yards on the text feed. And it's lost the ball every time he had it. He's pretty, yeah, yeah, I mean, he, not he, every he, time, he, he won brilliant. All right, Ian, let's come to you for the first goal. Uh, long ball out. Um, that you're going to being a chief member of the George Tanner fan club, but it was a lovely little inside header for, for uh, George, wasn't it? That uh, set Keane yeah. up and everybody's piling in on Max O'Leary, but take us through the goal as you saw it. Um, a bad one? Long ball. Long yeah. ball. George Tanner competes, wins the ball in there, but heads it backwards and inside, which is the last two things you ever want to do. If you head it backwards and outside, yeah, that's not that usually fatal. But he headed it backwards and inside. Uh, Rob Dickey decided he wouldn't follow Reese. I don't know where he thought he smelt or something like that. But he was three yards away from Reese when he ran on to the ball. Was it Reese or, or Keane? They both had ponytails, didn't they? Keane, I think, yeah. ran on to the ball. J- J- Rob Dickey just stopped. Yeah. And because I think he thought Max had it. Max, I think, thought the ball was coming to him a lot quicker. Than it, than it was. So between the, the the three of them, they made a right mons of it. Now, if Max comes out and knocks that player over, he's very likely going off. A little bit like the one at West Ham, although the one at West Ham was a better pass and a better run. But so had Rob Dickey 
followed Will Keane, he'd have cleared the ball. And But I think Max was off his line way too quick. And I think he felt yeah. the ball was coming what, to him. Yeah. And it, it didn't. So I'd put that one down to the three of them. It was just chronic defending, and it was a symptom of our second half. Simple as yeah. that. Yeah, well, talking about the second half, and uh, as I say, there's plenty to talk about outside of the game. Uh, looking forward, as Mark, the subs were made first. Can, subs I, say some, can I say something about I'm, the I'm goal? Coming to you next. All right, talk about that goal then, Mark, just to add. Yeah, I, I think well, the, the other problem is when the ball's played forward by Lindsay, the number six, left-footed, I mean, he's he's a, in the middle of his own half. So he plays this, it's really like a reacher. You know, you'd say, you know, it's a reacher of a ball. And I think it's either Frocker Janssen or, or Reese goes up with um, with Tanner and, and fortunately heads the ball backward. But Viner is too close to Tanner. He's going in to try and win the ball, but it's behind him. But Dickey is just not quick enough. So he, he allows uh, King to make the inside run because he sees... He sees uh, O'Leary coming off his line, but there's such a big gap because Vine has gone towards gone towards uh, Tanner and Frocker Janssen. There's this huge gap between them. Keane runs into that, but really it's one against it's one against uh, two. So they mm. should, what, uh, or three if you if you count Max O'Leary, they should they should sort it out. So Max coming off his line isn't a problem, but he completely misses the ball. He yeah. just misses the ball completely. He misses his clearance, so the ball's past him. Now, of course, uh, Dickie's on the wrong side of, of Keane, so all he's got to do is, once he's pushed the ball past, is just pass it into an empty net. But Viner makes a mistake there because he leaves that space. They should be tighter together, containing Keane, mm. and seeing that long ball coming forward. So if there is a mistake, if the forward heads the ball on, which really he should have done, but Tanner does, one of them takes the ball. It should be as simple as that. But because he done, O'Leary makes the decision, but it looks a poor one because he misses the ball. But yeah. it's between it's Viner and Dickey's problem, I think. Not not really O'Leary's. O'Leary's right. a scapegoat because he doesn't make the clearance. All right. I'll go. Since you had a few extra words there on the goal, Ian, I'll, uh, Mark, I'll come back to you, Ian. The substitutions, and we'll talk about the second goal with you and then the second goal with you as well, Mark. But, Ian... The substitutions, McCrory, Wells and James coming on for uh, Mehmeti Bell and Taylor Gardner-Hickman. I mean, look, good to see McCrory get on, but within four minutes, the game's out of sight, isn't it? You know, take us through that second goal. Um, I'm not sure I can even remember the second goal. I think I was that annoyed by then. Um, Reece Cross, Keane at the near post, flick, 2-0. Yeah, yeah, that was it in a, in a nutshell. I mean, they had a they had a little period of possession. I thought when they they got the ball down and played football, they weren't too bad a team, Preston. I got to be honest. But yeah, it was a cross from the right hand side. We, we two things in that situation: mark the player in the middle, stop the cross. We didn't either. And once again, and, and just so we get our victims out of the way, George Tanner was nowhere near that. <laughs> mark your take on the goal. You've got a forensic right on the right hand one, on the right hand side of the penalty area. You've got Potts and uh, Reese Jacobson and Pring and Dickey. So I think uh, Potts uh, goes towards the area. Dickey's puts no pressure on Potts. He passed it back to Reese Jacobson. No pressure from Pring or one or the other. So you know it's an easy cross to play into the area from Reese Jacobson. And what Viner is doing, he just lets. He lets uh, Keane wander past him at the near post. 
O'Leary's got no chance once he does that. So bad play all round. Soft, soft, no, no pressing, no pressure on the ball from the cross, and Viner completely loses Will Keane at the near post. All he's got to do is stand up to him and stop the cross coming in. Get goal side, stop that cross coming in, and protect Max O'Leary. None of those three players do it. Two nil, game over. Where was where was Pring on that goal, Mark? They were uh, Pring and and, uh, and Dicky were in the uh, were in the left back position facing uh, Potts, who had the ponytail, and Reese Jacobson. Uh, the Danish midfield player who scored against us two years ago in that 2-2 oh. draw. And neither of them put any pressure off the ball. They stand off, both of them. So it's just a pass back from Potts to Reese Jacobson. He gets a cross in. Easy as pie. But Viner, he's got to do better at the near post. That's pathetic defending from Viner. Letting yeah. the guy just walk across him and take the ball. I mean, it's a good way. I mean, he, he, that's what you want your forwards to do. I'd like to see our forwards do that, you know, near post. But the defender's got to make it difficult for him. Yeah. Just, just stand up to him because if you, yeah. if you, if you stay tight, it's very hard for him to turn across you. You know, uh, mm. I remember um, a few years ago before VAR, what defenders used to do: stay tight and let a defender fall back onto them. <laughs> just, but just stay tight. Can't do a yeah. thing. Yeah, talking about VAR and nothing to do with this game. And I'll ask each of you a quick, uh, quick question on this. First of all. Did either of you see the goal that Luton equalised with last night? Mark, yes yeah. or no? Right, Mark, was that a foul on the goalkeeper? Or as yes. somebody said, who was picked up by Keith Hackett, he was getting nowhere near the ball anyway, which is what I thought. Keith Hackett said, no, no, it's a foul. Doesn't matter that he was nowhere near the ball, but that should have been disallowed, particularly with VAR then, Mark. Yes? Yeah, the, keep, the keeper gets tipped. So he gets yeah. he gets pushed. He, he, he sort of tipped at, away from the ball. So that's a foul. If it's a foul, it's not a goal. So even though the, he was nowhere near. Even well, though yeah. Well, to, I don't. I don't get it. If there's a foul on the goalkeeper, he's the goalkeeper yeah. is pushed yeah. from behind. The guy is goal, yeah. so, goal side. Goal side. He pushes uh, um, the uh, pushes James Trafford. It's a foul. Yeah. So why James, isn't that so goal that's allowed? Don't understand foul. it. Foul every day of the week. Yeah. What you've. What you've got to look at when the cross comes in, where's Adibayo looking? He's looking over his shoulder, he's looking behind him, and he takes two steps towards the keeper who's coming out and obstructs him, basically. So for me, uh, you give a foul uh, for obstruction and give a, a free kick to Burnley. So that uh, you, you, a lot of it is looking, if he'd have jumped for the ball, from where he was or taken two steps towards the ball and jumped i i'd have said no nothing wrong with it but if you if you watch it back look where he's looking he take he glances behind him like that sees the keepers coming in and just gives it a back yeah. and there, there's no way it doesn't matter if the keeper is six foot six or nine foot six he's not going to get over the top of that bloke no. and i don't think uh adi adi bio even even jumped. I think he just moved backwards toward him yeah. because let's be honest, he is one blinking unit, that bloke, isn't he? Oh god, yeah. yeah. But yeah. he's better than I Harry Cornick. He's better than Harry Cornick. Since, <laughs> since we're talking about uh since we're talking about referees, um I thought Sam Barat, the guy who refereed it today, I thought he had a decent game. You know, I didn't notice yeah. it. Yeah, if you don't know it's a referee, I think it's anyway, good look, keeps, my, keeps the game flowing. That's my notes on today's game. <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. We're done with that. 
<laughs> I'm not doing a solo on the clarinet just yet. I don't feel competent enough to do the solo on the clarinet just yet. But thank uh, God. We've got a break from league action. We had our big day out in London. We've had our big day out in I'll London. I wish we'd, we'd stop saying that. You make it sound like it's like an Enid Blyton book, Five oh, Go Down did, to the yeah, Seaside, David. Famous Five Go to London. I didn't go last week. I didn't go last <laughs> week. I made that decision. I made that decision as soon as a draw was made and it was all sort of everybody go up there. And yeah, call me a Grinch. I know you went. And I know you did, and you had a very nice day up there, as 9,000 people did, as it turned out. But, you know, Brentford, Bournemouth and Brighton, they're playing West Ham in a league game every week. It's not their big day out up in London, our cup final. But our cup final comes to Ashton Gate on Tuesday night against West Ham. I wouldn't say it's like a cup final. I don't look at that at all. We've earned, we've earned our rights. So I'm not Ian. No, we've earned our right to be in the replay. Look, uh, it's our, uh, listen, if we, if we, I want us to beat West Ham. I want City to win every game, you know. And typical City after a shit show like today was in the main, right? We'll probably go and beat them. We'll probably go and beat West Ham, right? They're without Bowen and Paqueta, Paqueta, or whatever his name is. Uh, Mavropamos, Antonio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All that you're signing some Dutch forward as well, aren't they? That's Rob Newman uh, territory, but obviously signing Rob Newman. No, he, he's there. Um, yeah, Agard, Agard and Kudus are out. They're at, they're at the African Cup of Nations, so that'll help us. If, so if Danny Ings got, plays like he did against us, but we might be all right. We've got we've got a very good chance on Tuesday, and I've got to say it, it's a chance to keep our season alive only for a fortnight. Because if we do, what win, you mean is dead. Well, it could well be, I think. We've got to get two points a game for the rest of the season to get in the playoffs. But, Mark, you first. Do you think um, Liam will be tempted to uh, take on board what Ian and, dare I say, a lot of people are saying on here, change the formation? Do you think he'll make any changes Tuesday night? You first, Mark. I don't think he'll necessarily make any changes Tuesday night because we um, we won't have as much of the ball, which will give, which will give us a chance. Um, you know, well, it, you know, because it's a because it's a cup game. I think you'll see a, a, a different game. So it's a league. It's a league game. Um, yeah, I think if with the players that he's got, yeah, I think we need to play with a two or one much closer to Tommy Conway because nothing's happening at the moment. We can't hope every week that, that teams let us have the ball. When they come to Ashton Gate, they'll just defend deep. I mean, mm. some teams won't, but a lot of teams, the bottom half, they'll just defend deep and ask us to break them down. I mean, look at Norwich. Norwich are challenging for the playoffs. When they came to us the other week, they were they were rubbish. We gave them the game, really, but it's yeah. it's down to lack of goals. Yeah. If we can improve, if we can make an improvement on that, we will move up the league. I don't think we'll be challenging for the playoffs. But if we if we're stuck with the squad that we got, I think there need to be some changes. Right. Tactical. Okay, well, we need to make a we're tactical talking about, tweak. We're talking a bit about the transfer. Yeah, we're talking a bit yeah. about the transfer uh, window. Uh, go to you, Ian. Um, changes um, any Tuesday? Surprise West Ham mm. maybe playing three at the back or not? No, not not unless um, Sykes is fit. And my understanding is he won't be fit until the Watford game. Um, so. Um, no, I, I don't think he can change much. What he might do, um, 
is is possibly he could do what I've suggested in uh, bring Roberts in in front of Pring if we want to be a bit more secure on the left hand side to start with. Who you'd play instead of Sam Bell, uh, I don't really know. But we know that he Manny rates Mimetti. But like somebody when I said that the other day, somebody said, "Yeah, yeah, but he'll learn." Um, so it, you could always switch Mimetti to the right. So as far as I know, the only other player that we've got who could possibly play on that right side, real curveball, would to bring in uh, Ephraim Yaboa. I was just going to say Yaboa has been the forgotten man of Bristol City. Well, you know, it, it's it's a cup game. Um, why not? Yeah, because no, yeah, you, you know, Sam, I think we're really hard today, but he didn't add anything in the final third. Mimetti did a bit in the first half, but disappeared in the second, and that's that's Anis all over. I'm afraid. Um, it, it's okay for a winger to be mercurial, but he absolutely abuses the privilege. So, you know that that you might see that. I can't see he'll do much else. He might bring in i don't know will he bring in james instead of taylor gardner hickman will he bring james in instead of williams if williams is struggling to play three games in a week which we know joe does um and and i would have said you know i, I had a conversation with you in the week dave and i said you offer me six points from uh watford in preston uh i'll take a defeat against west ham um so yeah i i, I can't see too many changes uh and somebody had said earlier on, will we get a player in before Tuesday? I don't think so. Obviously, when you bring somebody in this stage of the season, there's a chance that they're cup-tied anyway. Um, but another change, Ben has just said, play Conway or Wells on the right. No, I wouldn't, honestly. I, I Like I said before, I'd go with two strikers, but that and Harry me. Cornick, Harry Cornick. He, he, he could play there. I, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't think he'd be very effective. But at least you've got the long throw, and he does work. Although he's he's not all that, is he? Um, so yeah, I, 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 I can't see. I think we'll have one in next week, um, and and, possi and possibly two. But you know, they'll have to be integrated and all that. But I, I'd be a fan of saying, right, play them. You know, we we can't score any less than none. So let's you know have a week preparing because if we uh don't beat west ham we haven't got a game then and so we play coventry the following tuesday have we sorry if we, well, we don't play beat west ham yeah. we don't play coventry in the fourth round are they That's yeah right. yes yeah and our game if we do beat west ham we play on the friday don't we yeah is that right I saw that. Well, I know it's the it's the twenty seventh and the twenty eighth is what. Yeah, I got, got a feeling. I saw it listed somewhere that we're one of the games that plays Friday, so we'd be playing. Friday. We got leads on that. We got leads we on got the Friday. Leads on we? Friday, but we Friday, so that makes it a bit difficult. Yeah, Friday the second. We'd be of February, playing Friday, it? Tuesday, Friday. Yeah, after so it'd be Saturday. We got Friday, we've got Tuesday. West Ham, then we've got Watford, Watford, and at the moment, if we get knocked out, we then got nothing. For, for until the following Tuesday, which is a way to commentary. Yeah, yeah, correct. Yeah. Anyway, so and by which time? By which time? Well, by the time we play Leeds, the transfer window would have been shut. And by the time most of you are listening to this, it will be Monday the fifteenth. So that's as near as damn it halfway through uh, the window. Um, activity 
okay, we, we've talked about missing out on uh, Azaz. I think there was a guy, another Wolves guy called Kundal that was linked. But we've that, had that was that, that was, was somebody that we didn't go after. That was just Fair a bit of agent speak. I'm not as, I'm not as informed on on stuff like that. Uh, uh, ben is said uh, a, a word on Vyman. Great servant, but time to go. Good deal if we get TGH for less. Ian, agree? Hundred percent. Yeah, Mark. Yeah, 100%. Um, you know, TGH comes in permanently. I'd just like to say against Vi about Vyman, great to see him get his fifth. That lap, His last goal for City was in that 4-1 win. He was an exceptional one-on-one -on -one finisher. I'll never forget the hat-trick he got up at Sheffield United yeah. in March 2019. Three superb goals. I mean, the final one, he takes a throw-in and then runs across the pitch and takes yeah. a return ball. He got another hat-trick against uh, Millwall, I think, New Year's Day a couple of years ago when we came back yeah. to to beat Millwall, there was something for the uh, for for the uh, the museum. The museum, we never do that. So a great servant for City uh, over five and a half years. Great, great move for thirty-two-year-old player, and very good luck to you, Andreas. You served City proudly. Well, it's only so a loan good. move. It's only a loan move. Well, yeah, though, but I mean, his 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 deal runs out at the end of the year. I mean, I think he may have triggered another year on his contract. No, I think his contract. I think. Not I know, but what I've read that that extension was triggered by a number mm. of appearances that he made. So it was in mm -hmm. the club's interest, maybe not to play him. Otherwise, even if they didn't want him, they'd have had him for that extra year. Yeah, I mean, I'd expect him to go at the end of the season. I don't know if he'll stay at West Brom. I mean, financially, they're 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 maybe a free agent. If he's out well, of yeah, I mean, they're, 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 they're in dire straits. Yeah. So, so that's why they're bringing in Andreas Weimann and not anybody else. So yeah. that's that's the uh, the state that they're in. Ian, um, um, Annie, Annie has said on here, manager said he expects some business with War of Watford. I should bloody hope so. Uh, we got players lined up. And Danny Harris has also said, Weimann must be on high wages. So although he took a pay cut, would it be fair to say that Vyman going between now and the end of the season has freed up in today's market, far more depressed than when Andy signed that reduced wage contract anyway, has freed up the wages such that there might be the capability of bringing in two players, the, league the one short, level, for Andy's wage? The short answer to your question is yes. That was part of doing the deal. That and reducing the amount that we pay for Taylor Gardner Hickman. And I've heard some figures of two million quoting like we we put seven hundred thousand down and we got to give them a number one another one point three. Right. Yeah. Take it from me, that's complete cobblers. Yeah. All right. So it's not anything like that. It'd be closer to somewhere between seven hundred grand and a mil. Yeah. Probably seven hundred grand plus some add-ons. So Andy's on about if I if I had to guess, I know what he was on before was a lot. Same as Naki, be on about 15 grand I suppose, a week four, now. fifteen grand, fourteen, a week yeah, fourteen, yeah. So you if you brought two players in like Liam Knight from League One, Jason you could Knight. get Jason Knight. Sorry, you get two. <laughs> That's my mistake. <laughs> you could get all. You could you probably get about two. Not not saying they, but from at that level. You know, because football in it, the, the wages in the EFL aren't what they were, well, and they never will be. No, those days, those days are gone. So, sorry, and carry on. Sorry. You no, know, th those days are gone. So, um, I th I think 
the um uh, i know city have been trying really hard and and i'm hearing that from sources well away from the club um at the other end if you will so but you can have deals lined up and then the, the guy says well i want to go somewhere else or he goes home and says oh, i'm going to go down and sign for bristol city and his missus said you bloody ain't because we're staying here because i've got the kids at school so yeah. all kinds of things like that can happen um so there's many a, a slip between twixt cup and lip is uh i think it was william shakespeare said that wasn't it um I, but anyway, I think it was you i think it was you ian or, or or was it or was it nigel pearson i don't know but um <laughs> You know, yeah. I'd like to. Jay Hopes has said on here when McCrory is fully fit, I hope he starts most games. I bloody hope so as well because he cost us two million allegedly. And he, he can play a number of positions, but yeah. first of all, you set out your strategy. Like, I, I mean, if you remember, George Tanner's been replaced now twice. Kane Wilson replaced him, and I think he's is at Derby now, isn't he, Mark? Yeah, I checked. Yeah. He was playing, yeah. he was in their lineup the other week. Yeah, looks like. Yeah. So he replaced him, never played, couldn't get in the team, not good enough. So Ross came in, he's injured. Now, all the reports I have from Scotland is he's a player. Now, what they said is they preferred him uh, holding midfield. Um, because And he's got, he can get box to box as well. Well, obviously, when his energy's back, Christ, the bloke can't kick the ball in competitive football for, what, six, eight months? Yeah. So, um because obviously he attended a city fitness and conditioning camp, so you know I hope we don't do. I hope we don't go to Austria this year. Let's put it that way in preseason, and, and you know we have better quality of games than against the three lions and the dog and duck. Um, yeah, but, no, that didn't help. You know, us. If we could, right. yeah. So let let's hope he, he is all that because it, it will it will it will we'll have to give we'll have to give Aberdeen about two million quid with all the if buts and maybes so yeah. so yeah i mean but um, everything i've heard about the bloke uh is really positive and yeah. and that's from people yeah. who well, don't give a monkeys a, we're gonna get don't give a monkeys yeah, about I know, bristol city i know tomo i know tomo's oh, a lot of, there's a lot of them about yeah tomo <laughs> saw the under 21s yeah. and said that um you know he put in a decent uh he put in a decent show um mark one of yes. our players, one of our players who's out of contract, summer twenty five, is Tommy Conway. I think I'm right in saying, yeah. Now Tommy yeah. captured the um, uh, the the press headlines with a well taken goal last week. It would have been nice if he could have followed it up on um, to this afternoon's game with a goal. Yeah, um, he's in the shop window again Tuesday night against West Ham. Um, we should really be trying to sign Tommy on a contract extension. Otherwise, you know, it's sort of if he doesn't move this window and doesn't sign, we got to move him on in the summer if we're going to max out, haven't we? Yeah, possibly. I mean, I think Tommy's momentum has been spoiled by injuries. You know, he, he did his. Uh, I think he tore a hamstring, didn't he, against Swansea last season in the cup when he was when he was going really well. And, you know, he was at that time he was partnered with Naki Wells and that was looking quite promising. So that ruined that. Uh, and this season, obviously, didn't start until uh, uh, didn't really get going until he came back. You know, we played that game against Rotherham. So his momentum stalled a little bit. His goal's probably been boosted by penalties. I think he really needs to be doing better um, if he wants if he wants that contract extension. 
Um, so only goals, I think, um, you know, will, will add to his value. So he needs to take that opportunity to do better, really. Uh, it's as simple as that. He's got, a, you know, he's got to earn it. So, you know, if he starts scoring a few goals, I think, uh, yeah, that would be a good idea to, um, you know, to, 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 make him, to make him an offer. Because, yeah, you're right. Um, but then, you know, other teams who, brought, who come in, it'll get him for a, a, bit, a bid that matches City's expectations. And uh, then they're going to have the same problem on their hands, aren't they? Going to have the same if, player. If you, had, if, you had to put, if you had to put a number on uh, Tommy's value now, what if somebody came... Yeah, if he's Scottish international, yeah? And yeah, if somebody came in for uh, yeah, so's Lyndon, so Lyndon Dykes as well. But yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't yeah. put that. All right, what, what's me. what's a price that would make us think? On well, Tommy? is that market value? It's going to be its market value at the moment is probably no more than no more. Realistically, his market value is probably between one and three million. But the club would want about five to part with him. I think. Mm -hmm. Oh, but that's not realistic. That's like oh, you know, off, that's like over overpricing your house, isn't it? Yeah. But um, his market value is less than three million, easy because he he's not doing that on the pitch. Mm. Harsh but fair, I think. What do you yeah. think, Ian? Ian, what do you think, Ian? You know, Tommy, the contract situation it is summer twenty five. Yeah, um, what do you think? Well, at, at the moment, I would say that you're not going to maximise his value because strikers are. Um, are recruited on the basis of goals and assists. And uh, Tommy's not got enough in open play. But as I say, that's not entirely his fault. No. Um, because, you know, I, I said earlier on on the text feed, we could have um, we could have had Messi up front today. I don't think it'd make a blind bit of difference because we just wouldn't have given him the ball or we'd have kicked it three feet above his head. So... Um, just quickly, when we're, we're looking at, and, and I wouldn't think we'd be offered much for Tommy this time around. And that's the difficulty. I, if I was Tommy, I'd be looking at signing another contract here and proving me point. Uh, when yeah. we, we, Liam Manning's brought in the players that he wants. Um, the, the, there's a bit of rumour going around about Scott Twine at Burnley. Okay. He wants to come. We want him. But the clubs are too far apart on value because all this stuff you've seen about, oh, they want two and a half million. They want double that. Yeah. So and he wants to come. Thing, he is one player that whose career blossomed under Liam yeah. Manning. So what you know, did they pay uh, for well, him? He, what did he, Burnley pay from him from MK Dons, Ian? Four million. Yeah, so and he back can, and more then. <laughs> well, he can play where he played against us, which was in Mimetti's position. Mm. But he can also play as a 10. And he's creative in goal scoring, and that's what we need. And that's what um, Tomo, sorry, and Tomo said on here. He gets the feeling that Liam's looking for a number ten rather than a like a lump of a striker. But top. that's where that's where Scott Twine can play. The yeah. problem is, unless there's some kind of, um, we'll have him and we'll fact we'll do the payments over three years or something, then we're not going to get get him out of Burnley. Uh, in a hurry. Okay. I'm so, now, they Hull might, might think he's he's moving because they've signed Carvalho, who, yeah. by the way, I'm told by a journalist up at Hull, is on seventy-five grand a week <laughs> at Liverpool, 
and Holler paying 100% of the wages. But they're so, paying, they're paying then. It's a loan move, isn't it? Yes. Yes. Right. It's a loan move. Yeah. And in pure wages, never mind loan fees. Somebody picked me up on my saying the cup run could find, could fund a loan player, but 75 grand for 20 weeks. That's half of January, February, March, April, first half of May. That's one and a half million quid. If that gets them into the playoffs and promotion, it's money well spent. Agreed? If they get in the playoffs, well, where are they on FFP? That's a big gamble, isn't it? No, but if, if they don't, let me just finish yeah. my point. Mark, if they don't get to the playoffs, right, they haven't got his wages beyond the 6th of May. The no, last fair enough. Well, that's, that's a statement of intent. I think that put that that pushes Scott Twine down the pecking order. So I think Scott Twine would think Carvalho's come in, uh, statement signing. I'm not going to get much game time here now, but then of course it comes down to oh, Burnley. We yeah. we've got we we haven't got any cards to play if if Burnley want that money. That's stupid money. They just want to get their money back and more, don't they? I yeah. mean they've also I mean they got Twine last season. They also got Obafemi from Swansea, who's done nothing. Uh, you know players like Manuel Benson who hadn't appeared either. So you know they just want they want their money back because I mean they're likely going to go back mm. down, aren't they? Yeah. So they're looking they probably they to are. bounce, you know, have some money to bounce back yeah. to. Sorry, um, and you were going to say Premier. you were going to say something then when I was having my little tirade. I mean that that is well, that is the word around hole. I'm not saying that I've acted into their accounts and I know exactly what they're paying <laughs> in, but that you know, if if they're they're obviously paying top whack because um, they've got guys in there from Turkey and they're not earning ten bob a week. Oh, so they're um, going for it. They're going for it. On the basis of wages, right? I can't remember. Of whole, I know they sold that lad to with a double-barreled name. To, I can't remember to Brentford for about sixteen yeah. million. King Lewis Potter. King Lewis Potter, good player, but they sold him for about six, um, sixteen million. So I don't think they're in a position where. If City agreed to buy Twine, that they'd necessarily buy him. Uh, you know, it, in other words, put in a counter bid. But I don't know. All kinds of stuff is is going on. Everybody keeps saying it's a difficult window. So I'll say it is. Well, it, it is a difficult window. But I think right. all the windows are, are getting more difficult because the the money at the top of the game is absolutely huge, and then you start coming down here, and Everybody wants to have at least that one season in the Premier League and the one season of parachute money. The problem is, as soon as you go up, your wage bill goes your skyrockets yeah, normally yeah. if you want the better yeah. players. And no agent in his right mind no. is going to do a deal that says my player will take a 50% cut if, if we get relegated. No. So no. It, that must be very, very tough. And if financial, financial fair play... Is based over the three years. I think right. since the uh, the owner has gone into Hull, I think they their wage bill would have gone up significantly. Now, I, but I can't remember if Hull have spent big on transfer fees. So perhaps he's doing it that way. And and that's what well, we you know, that's uh, maybe maybe that's something that went next time Dave Fevs comes on, he can have I'll prep him beforehand to see if they've done that. Uh, loan signings from. Um, 
Uh, loan signings from the Premier League, unlikely, I would say, wouldn't you? Ian? Because we couldn't subsidise, well, unless they subsidise the wages tremendously, yeah. we're not going to be able to afford it, are we, Ian? No way. Well, possibly we could. Uh, but for example, uh, Finizaz was an Aston Villa player and we were going to sign him. And he's come to the But Premier sign League. him, not, not, not loan him on his existing That's wage. Yeah. But what I'm saying is if, if, you, if they have a player, um, then um, if, if they have a player that we're interested in, perhaps there's a deal to be done and perhaps we can do a deal on half the wages. I don't, I don't, there's all kinds of deals you can do if they yeah. want to oh, get it's a busy it's a busy week for Brian but it's also Sinew. about it's also about availability isn't it and that's the trouble with, oh, yeah, with sure. they, players, everybody's got to be suited to it you know the player's yeah. got to want to come out the club's got to think yeah well we can release him and Villa were obviously thinking well this Finn is as he's not bad in the championship but he ain't going to get in our team no uh you know they got blokes 50 60 million in 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 their first team so yeah. he's not going to get in their first team. So we'll take the two and a half million and that's going to be stage payments. And at least he's off the books. We don't have to pay him wages or worry yeah. about it. So, yeah. you know, it was a win-win for everybody. Well, apart from poor old Plymouth, because they lost him and Cundall, albeit yeah. Cundall wasn't, was, I think he only started two or three games for Plymouth. The rest yeah. of the time he came on as a sub, okay. which is why we didn't want to sign him because for people saying, well, if he can't get in Plymouth side, how is he going to get in ours? How is he going to be better than what we've got? Clubs in the bag and all of that stuff. Okay, guys, yeah. look, I think I think we're uh, I think we're done uh, for this evening. Anyway, uh, Kieran, uh, you're more than welcome. Direct message me on uh, Twitter or uh, on uh, the fans forum if you fancied uh, coming on and uh, expressing your views. Uh, and everybody um, finally worked out how to show the text feed while we're going live as well. So hopefully people have viewed that as a bit of an addition. Annie as well, good to see you've started uh, listening and making a contribution and be more than happy to have you on the, the podcast as a guest uh, sometime. Um, Ian uh, and Mark, I hope, will be Can back. I just say one, one thing? Yeah, go on. We're going to be on national TV on uh, Tuesday on BBC One. So yeah. if anybody can't get to the game and watch it, don't be put off by the fact that we're going to be referred to Bristol nine times out of ten. Uh, our club of our uh, city of our size haven't been in the Premier League since 1980. It'll go yeah. on and on and on. So just just ignore the noise and hope that our defenders play tighter and that we give some uh, give the I fans wonder, something to cheer Jonathan, about. I wonder if Jonathan Pierce would be given the honour of uh, commentating on us. I doubt it. He might be just a little bit too biased, but yeah, but it'd be good. It'd be good for Jonathan to have him on there. But uh, I say the three of us and. And uh, probably one other uh, will be recording live on uh, YouTube, etc. Uh, on Wednesday morning at nine o'clock, we'll be doing that. So hopefully, I know I can. I'm sure you can as well, Mark and Ian. I know definitely. Wouldn't we'll miss it for the for world, that. David. As long as you bring mm. your clarinet. No, I'll be doing it from the office on Monday. It won't be the well, clarinet. Andy Feynman would probably bring his glockenspiel, wouldn't he, from from Austria? Yeah, I could do a duet with Andy. I could do a duet with Andy, couldn't I? Yeah, I mean, look, I, I I just like to say with Andy that one season the WSM, you know, you can't take that away from him. He was good, and he has been a good servant. He's always he's always given a hundred. He's always given a hundred percent. Yeah, and he's probably given 110%, but that 10% was probably uh, a lot of a lot of effort that he probably didn't need to do, but, you know, and, uh, and what have you. But uh, good luck to Andy in the, the balance of his career. Uh, it's a big month coming up uh, with the Cup 
and obviously some league games. You know, there's still 19 games to go in the league. And if we put in the sort of form like we did against Sunderland, Hull and Watford, then getting two points a game isn't beyond us, yeah? Uh, players are coming back from injury. McCrory today, I think Ian will say Atkinson's back on the grass now, isn't he? And Benarus, did you tell me that, Ian, or was that Tomo in the week? Yeah, that's... Um... I don't expect to see him anywhere near the first team until early Feb, though. The same with uh, Cal Naismith. Yeah. Yeah, yeah so, I think um, Rob Atkinson, I mean, he's a, the guy's a monster in the air. That will give us a lot more uh, opportunities from set pieces. But the guy's had an ACL. That's 12 months out from an, what looked an innocuous challenge up at On Sunday. the touchline up at the stadium. Yeah, yeah. The guy just fell on top of him. It was... Uh, um, well, look, we're, we're, we're hopeful. We, I'd like to think we're hopeful, yeah. uh, and it'd be great to get it would be great to get a famous win. It won't be quite as big as uh, beating Man United six years or uh, Leeds in nineteen seventy four. Well, I was just going to say seventy three seventy four season. I finished reading Alan Dix's book Fifty Years in Football, Dix's book, and that season seventy three seventy four, that cup run kept him in a job. That well, cup run how how Howard Dolan's in a job. Dolman uh, would, um, Harry Dolman would go, I think he'd go to the, the Windies, wouldn't he, for his Christmas holiday, yeah. spend a month out there. And he made a recommendation to the board not to extend Alan Dix's contract. Yeah. And uh, they did. And I think um, Dolman came back instead of club chairman, he was then made club president, wasn't he? That's right, because Robert Hobbs um, took over. Hobbs, who Robert, was, Hobbs took, Robert Hobbs yeah. took over. Actually, keeping Hobbs would have been a great thing if he, he was quite. Business. He was quite a good chairman who was ousted by Stephen Q. And as they say, the rest. Well, he, is he, Robert Hobbs, all he did he, after the after the commentary game in May '77, he asked for new directors to come onto the board and make a minimum investment of twenty five thousand yeah. pounds, and he got hounded out of the club for it. But going back to Dix. That rescued his season, that, that result against Leeds in uh, February yeah. 19th, 1974. And yeah, then 15, we, built on, we built on that and we got promoted bloody, two seasons later. Fifty bloody years ago, but there we go. And Chaps. that was the last time, yeah. David, that we got in the quarterfinals. We haven't done it, it since. Yeah, it was. And uh, yeah, well, we'll, we'll talk about that uh, nearer the time, actually. But uh, Ian and Mark, thanks. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Get this yep, up on thanks uh, to all our faithful followers. We love you. It's on the podcast platforms ASAP. Bye bye, everyone, and speak to you all on Wednesday. All the best. Take care. Well, Jesse, what if I've been unlucky? Really, I ain't got a thing. There's a time I always feel happy, as happy as a king. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along. There'll be no more sobbing when he starts throbbing his old sweet song. Oh, wake up, wake up, you sleepyhead. Get up, get up, get out of bed. Cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red. Live, love, laugh and be happy. What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song. When Richard Robbins out Baba Bobbin along When the Red Red Robin comes Bob Bob Bobbin along along There'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his old sweet song Oh wake up 
wake up, you sleepyhead. Get up, get up, get out of bed. Cheer up, cheer up. The sun is red. Live, love, laugh and be happy. What if I've been blue? Now I'm walking through fields of flowers. Rain may glisten, but still I listen for hours and hours. I'm just a kid again, doing what I did again, singing a song. When the red, red rum is out, bob, bob, bobbing along. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you still the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. All the McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and time supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.